0: We are really excited about what we are seeing in Wi-Fi 7, and I would not be surprised if this ramp is better than the previous generation's ramp. Looking at what we have from an engagement point of view with the customer base across mobile devices, PCs, gaming XR platforms, access points for home, operator engagements, as well as enterprise, The next generation of Wi-Fi technology
1: is set to bring an advanced feature set that will support extended and virtual reality, as well as real-time applications in smart factories and other industrial use cases. Welcome to The Signal. I'm Martha DeGrasse here for Wi-Fi Alliance, and this is our podcast where we talk to industry leaders about the growing portfolio of Wi-Fi technologies that we see changing the connectivity landscape. And today, we are really excited to talk about Wi-Fi 7 with Rahul Patel. He is Senior VP and GM for Cloud Connectivity and Networking at Qualcomm. Rahul, thanks so much for being here on The Signal.
0: Thank you, Martha.
1: So I think everyone is going to want to know the timing, when's it coming, and where will we see it first? In smartphones, in access points, what's expected?
0: We are really excited about Wi-Fi 7 at Qualcomm, and I'll tell you why. Over the last five or six years, we have shipped more than 6.5 billion units of Wi-Fi products. It's quite a bit. It's on an average about a billion products. And we've gone through in the last five years at least three transitions on Wi-Fi technology. Wi-Fi 5 to Wi-Fi 6, Wi-Fi 6 to Wi-Fi 6E. And every transition has surprised us in the intensity and the acceleration of the ramp from one technology to another. Given that, we are really excited about what we are seeing in Wi-Fi 7. And I would not be surprised if this ramp is better than the previous generation's ramp. Looking at what we have from an engagement point of view with the customer base across mobile devices, PCs, gaming XR platforms, access points for home, operator engagements, as well as enterprise, we anticipate quite a bit of ramp in the second half of 2023 across the entire marketplace for Wi-Fi 7.
1: And what does it offer that Wi-Fi 6 and 6E do not?
0: Uh, let's start with Wi-Fi 6E because this is the previous generation. So Wi-Fi 6E definitely brings the 6 GHz spectrum that is available in Wi-Fi 7. But what Wi-Fi 7 brings is the ability to upgrade from Wi-Fi 6 to Wi-Fi technology that is much better than Wi-Fi 6 in areas where 6 GHz is not available. In geographies where today 6 GHz is not regulatory approved, you can see a significant material benefit on Wi-Fi 7. Wi-Fi 6E is an upgrade on 6 GHz over Wi-Fi 6, but then there are three structural changes in Wi-Fi 7 that change the game versus Wi-Fi 6E. The first is the channelization. You have much wider channels to work with, which is 320 megahertz channel. Then you come to multi-link operation where you have the ability to carrier aggregate across multiple channels, 2.4, 5, and 6 gigahertz. And in places where you don't have 6 gigahertz, you can aggregate across 2.4 and 5, and within 5, you can aggregate multiple channels as well. That's a second big structural change in Wi-Fi technology with Wi-Fi 7. That's a huge benefit over Wi-Fi 6 And then the third thing, which is a technical jargon, but it is extremely valuable for utilization of the spectrum and efficiency. What we call as adaptive puncturing in the spectrum I'm sorry, in the what you call adaptive what, puncturing? adaptive
1: puncturing adaptive puncturing this
0: is a technical jargon let's say like well, I that's said. why I made but you say it twice yeah I'm like, what yeah is that? yeah and uh, <laughs> it effectively creates a certain level of utilization in the medium that otherwise was not possible and so you make the medium much more efficient from a usage point of view as a result so three pillars of Wi Fi seven that make a significant benefit come to the front in Wi-Fi technology this year with Wi-Fi 7 versus the previous generations.
1: So when we hear about multi-link operation, MLO, do the first two contribute to that? Which of those pillars contributes to MLO?
0: MLO is a pillar by itself. It's a significant pillar. It's a game changer, in my opinion, because now you're able to operate across multiple mediums simultaneously to support a single link. where congestion- where spectrum is not available, where wider channels are not easily available, multi-link definitely comes and plays a huge role. Makes your link a lot more robust, helps you on the dimensions of speeds and feeds, also helps you on the dimensions of lowering your latency as a result. So a huge benefit is what multi-link operation brings to the table. So will
1: people need to buy new home routers for Wi-Fi 7?
0: Of course. If you want to see the benefits of Wi-Fi 7, you will have to buy new routers. It will be backwards compatible like Wi-Fi technology has always been. We do this with Wi-Fi Alliance, and Wi-Fi Alliance ensures that equation across the entire industry, that we are going to be backwards compatible. But yes, you have to have Wi-Fi 7 to see those benefits that I just described.
1: And the new phones that they're buying will probably just have Wi-Fi 7 organically, right?
0: What we anticipate, over time, all phones potentially will migrate to Wi-Fi 7. Initially, the premium-tier phones will move to Wi-Fi 7. We anticipate quite a bit of adoption of Wi-Fi 7 in the premium-tier phones that will launch uh, this year.
1: On the Android side? Yes. Sounds good. What about for enterprise? What about the benefits of Wi-Fi 7 for enterprise?
0: As we kind of settle on what kind of work culture we want to have, when I say work culture, working from home or hybrid or working from your enterprise building. I believe more and more is going to happen without the wires. When I say more and more is going to happen without the wires, there's going to be a lot more multimedia traffic transacting over the enterprise networks. People may come to work, but they may not choose to go to conference rooms. They may be video streaming from their desks or their cubicles. And that requires your networks to be a lot more robust. And that is a big driver for Wi-Fi 7, especially features like multi-link operation, and adaptive puncturing are going to be big for enterprise usage applications
1: so work from home is a major application are there any other enterprise applications that you think maybe on on the industrial side or the commercial building side that might be important with what yeah
0: i think say for example security mission-critical applications like security managing logistics in warehouses having a lot more of uh, robust coverage across the entire warehouse because you got robotics playing a big role in that equation, managing your warehouses, and you want certain level of manageability, a certain level of quality of service deployed. I think Wi-Fi 7 plays a huge role over there.
1: So it sounds like in that sense, Wi-Fi 7 is competitive with 5G.
0: Wi-Fi 7 and 5G are very complementary in the sense that uh, 5G is much better upgrade versus what you had in 4G in the license spectrum play. And especially in the WAN technology area, where I believe 5G will come to play in a way that they will be a significant alternative to wide or broadband. And you require a companion LAN technology, which is what Wi-Fi 7 will be.
1: Okay, so they'll work hand in hand. Yes. I mean, we do hear a lot about factories and companies, warehouses, as you said, that want to look at replacing wired networks with wireless, license spectrum. But Wi-Fi is always in the picture, and sometimes making everything work together is a challenge. Do you think that some companies will be more ready to cut the cord and go wireless once Wi-Fi 7 is available to complement whatever they're doing with license spectrum?
0: At Qualcomm, we believe so. We understand the wireless world on both sides, yeah, and license as well as unlicensed extremely well, and we have solutions for making sure the complementary technologies are really complementary and working hand-in-hand.
1: Hand. Sounds good. Are there certain industries that you think you'll be targeting or that you think will be early adopters here?
0: We anticipate handsets and enterprises and home markets, especially on the operator side, getting to adopt Wi-Fi 7 ahead of other markets. We also anticipate in years to come, shortly hereafter, year after, to see Wi-Fi 7 in gaming platforms, XR platforms, head mounts, places where latency is going to be of essence, basically.
1: Medical technology, maybe, or no?
0: Yeah, I not think at some much. point, uh, I think medical technology is not only about speeds and feeds and the robustness of the network, but also a lot more on in terms of reliability, security, and so there are other aspects that come to play in kind of getting the medical technology or deployment in medical applications more useful, basically. And I think there's uh, additional wraparound software and security capabilities, manageability capabilities that need to be deployed on top of that Wi-Fi network.
1: That's interesting. And I guess MATTER, of course, is compatible with Wi-Fi 7, right?
0: MATTER is uh, largely an IoT technology, and I don't believe it is. An, it is complementary, I would say. Okay. It, is, uh, it probably works hand-in-hand hand, uh, with Wi-Fi 7.
1: Sounds good. All right, so before we let you go, let's get an update on Wi-Fi 6 and 6E. Obviously, a lot of customers on both the residential and the enterprise side are still making that upgrade. So what do you see for that in the year ahead?
0: It's a great question. I go back to what we talked at the top of this discussion. The ramp that we saw in... Wi-Fi 6 moving from Wi-Fi 5 to Wi-Fi 6, it has been eclipsed by the RAM that we are seeing in Wi-Fi 6E transitioning from Wi-Fi 6. We see almost 90-plus percentage of our shipments are now Wi-Fi 6 or 6E. And so there's a huge momentum of adoption with Wi-Fi 6 and 6E in the marketplace. I also remind you, we, like I indicated earlier, over the last five, six years, we've shipped over a billion units of Wi-Fi. And so you can see as a result, if I do the math where the momentum is on Wi-Fi 6 and 6 e in the marketplace. And we are really excited about the pace of adoption of new Wi-Fi technology in the marketplace. Do you think,
1: I mean, they're not going to cannibalize each other, right?
0: No, they are not.
1: How do you make sure?
0: (laughs) Wi-Fi is a play where they build on previous generation technologies. You can only get better, but you never lose backwards compatibility. And so they don't cannibalize so if you have a wi-fi 6 or 6 e handheld device you bring into home that has wi-fi 7 you probably have the same or better experience than you had uh, with a wi-fi 6 e or 6 access point
1: but what about people upgrading to new access points you don't think people will skip from five to seven you think that they'll go through the steps or it doesn't really matter to you what they well, do well i think if
0: you're going to upgrade now you're better off going a wi-fi 6 e or wi-fi 7. gotcha
1: Well, what about in Europe,
0: though? You've got two options, right? I think even in Europe, we see a lot of momentum in terms of the design in activity right now with Wi-Fi 7. Surprisingly, I think the operators are usually the last group of uh, adopters for new Wi-Fi technology because they have a longer cycle in terms of qualification and how they bring the technology to the marketplace. To our pleasant surprise, a lot of their services and revenue and subscription is based on how the consumer leverages their service over Wi-Fi in the home. And as a result, they do not want to compromise on Wi-Fi. And so we're seeing a lot more momentum in terms of design activity from Europe on Wi-Fi 7 as well.
1: That's interesting. Great. Is there anything else that you want to highlight or add?
0: The big thing I would say is we are really excited, as you can tell from our talk today. We are really excited about what Wi-Fi 7 brings to the table. We are really, really excited about how well the industry is executing, what I see from my customers across the entire spectrum, all market segments. We are really excited about the benefits Wi-Fi 7 brings to the marketplace, to the newer applications that we're going to experience. And uh, I'm really thankful to the entire Wi-Fi Alliance team and uh, the entire community that supports Wi-Fi Alliance because it takes uh, a village to get a technology of this caliber to the marketplace at the scale that it is at right now.
1: At the scale, right. So you're talking about your customers, the access point makers. Do you want to highlight any of those that are already making moves with Wi-Fi 7, or or can you speak about them at this time?
0: Uh, I would not. uh, I mean, so I think there are a few publicly announced uh, products, a few in China. Xiaomi has already announced a phone that has uh, Wi-Fi 7 capabilities. Xiaomi has also announced access point router, a 10 gigabit per second router that has uh, Wi-Fi 7 capabilities. There were a few announcements uh, from uh, some Chinese companies. In the home marketplace, we have seen TP-Link make announcements on the router with Wi-Fi 7 and also Wi-Fi mesh solutions using Wi-Fi 7. So quite a bit of uh, announcements that have already happened before the end of uh, 2022 about Wi-Fi 7. Today I saw Eris make an announcement about a Wi-Fi seven access point router, basically, and, and this is just the beginning of the year, and so.
1: Right. Yeah, we should highlight that we're here at CES in early January right now. Yeah, so. it's
0: just uh, the first meaningful business day of the year, probably, <laughs> right?
1: <laughs> For a lot of people, yeah. Okay, great. So, so a lot of customers super active on both the smartphone side and the access point side. All right, Rahul Patel. Senior VP and GM for Cloud Connectivity and Networking at Qualcomm. Thank you so much for being here on The Signal. Thank you, Martha. And that is our show. Don't forget to check the show notes for more resources, and don't forget to subscribe to The Signal on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. You'll get all the latest episodes straight to your device. For all things Wi-Fi, check out Wi-Fi Alliance. That's y-fi.org. I'm Martha DeGrasse. Thanks for listening. Please join us next time on The Signal.